You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the air to center, Alec Thomas in pursuit at the wall. Oh, he got it. Alec Thomas takes a home run away. From Joey Votto, Jolene, Jolene. Woo! Big sigh of relief there for Merrill Kelly. How about that by the youngster, Alec Thomas. It's gone for a homer. Alec is bringing it back. Wow. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Thursday we got a lot to hit on this show. Michael Leboff joins us next hour to talk some NHL. We will talk about the College World Series well with Ben Upton later on in the show. More on the NBA Finals game number four coming up as well. Let's talk some baseball right now, though. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge, he's joining us now to talk all things Major League Baseball. Um, Kenny, let, let's start with the NL East. I, I find the division fascinating. We know the Mets are off to an incredible start, and they are very likely to win the division but you have two teams now that have turned the corner, uh, chasing them, or at least chasing playoff spots. Of the two, Braves, Phillies. Let's let's go with those two. Braves won seven in a row. Phillies six in a row. Which team are you more intrigued by? Um, the Braves defending champs, and obviously the Phillies with the managerial switch here. Boy, I mean, you know, you're trying to get me to talk about the Phillies again, Joe. You are crazy, man. I, every time I come out here, I'm talking about the Phillies. I don't know what it is, but yes, I will say. The Philadelphia Phillies, I like them the most in this division. When you look at the yes. way they're constructed, I really, I really believe in this. I, I believe in this lineup, man. They they hit the ball well. They 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 record barrels. They record hard at balls. And you know you have Bryson Stott, a guy who homered last night. He's finally starting to hit well. Mickey Moniak's back in the lineup. Perhaps he's got some confidence now that they're giving him every day at bats. Joe Girardi kind of seems reluctant to put him in the lineup consistently. Uh, I don't want to be the Phillies shill, right? But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that I have to. I think that this team, it deserves it. I really do think that they have what it takes, at least. I don't know if presently the way that they're playing right now, if they're going to be good enough to challenge the Mets, but they have the roster. They have the pitching. Ranger Suarez, uh, Zach Wheeler, and Aaron Nola could certainly uh, do damage in a playoff series, uh, you know, if they get there. And I think they just need to make that one trade. I think they will make that one trade at the deadline. You know, maybe you give up a prospect and you go get another frontline starter. But if they are a trade away from being one of the best teams in baseball. And I think that they will be good enough here in the first half, as I predicted before the season, that they think that they are in a position where they can make the playoffs and they will be inclined to trade for, uh, to trade for a big arm. So I think that. Plus fourteen hundred is really not the craziest uh, bet to make here on the Philadelphia Phillies to win the division. The Mets uh, have really proven me; they've, they've made a believer out of me. The way that they play offense and the way that they can score runs with with the soft contact. But uh, the Phillies, you know, it's a long season, man, and they're going to be right there, I think, by the end of it. 
Let's go. You know, I mean, Kenny, Joe G's been laughing at me for two full months because I've been uh, saying some of the things that you've said right there. Yesterday, I noticed they were 22 to 1 to win the division. Uh, today, you can still find them at about 16 to 1. So, I mean, I'm on board. I, I bet them over the weekend. It was 50 to 1 for the World Series. So, the Phillies have turned things around since making a managerial change. They're hitting bombs like they're one to do, and uh, they've reeled off this winning streak since last Friday. Now, the Angels just keep on losing. After launching Joe Madden, you look at where they were a few weeks ago compared to now. It's staggering now outside the playoff picture. Can the Angels bounce back Otani on the bump today? Boy, I mean, this is a team where now I'm sort of still a believer in what I said before the season with the Phillies. I'm sort of losing faith in the Los Angeles Angels. I just... I think that today is a good spot for them. You know, I, I think when we bet baseball every day, you have to look at it in a vacuum. A lot of people, uh, even last night, right, the Phillies were very short road favorites. And people, they, they'd won five in a row. Oh, the Phillies won't win six in a row, right? They can't win every game. Uh, it's always important, at least in my uh, personal philosophy in betting, to bet in a vacuum. And, you know, you can't you, – I mean, obviously, form matters in terms of uh, if a team is playing well, but – you know, I, I do think that at the end of the day, a pitching matchup between Shohei Otani and Nick Pavetta, I don't care, you know, what the what, what the streaks would say. Uh, you know, when you look at the season-long data, these two guys come out and pitch. So Otani should pitch better than Pavetta. And I do think that despite the fact the Red Sox have hit so well lately, you know, the Angels still uh, have, have some decent peripherals. I think that they should be able to uh, scratch across some runs against a weak starting pitcher, at least get out to a lead. Well, who knows what happens with the bullpen, which we've seen over the last week and a half, right? But So maybe you take the first five here, but I think it's a solid bounce-back spot for the Angels. I'm not so sure that it's going to be their season with the way that the Astros have started and seem to just be running away with the ALS. But, I, I mean, it just just like the Phillies, they have talent. Like, they have they have Anthony Rendon in that lineup as well. Uh, Jared Walsh, who can hit. They have a lot of guys who can hit. So, you know, I would, def- I definitely have not lost all faith in the Angels, but uh, it, 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 it is looking ugly. But I do think they could win this game. Kenny Ducey joining us here talking some MLB. Kenny, it's always interesting um, looking at the odds shift as the year goes through with the different award markets. And the American League is interesting. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the AL Cy Young right now. So you could find six different pitchers between four to one and 10 to one Verlander, McClanahan, Cole. Gosman, Manoa, and Nestor Cortez, who finally got roughed up a little bit last night. Then you drop down Tariq Skubal, whose numbers are excellent. He's at 20 to 1. Um, if you were setting the odds, if you were out, you know, making these lines for AL Cy Young, how, how would you who do you think the favorite should be? Should it be Verlander or would you look to somebody else? I mean, look, it's not it, – I think Verlander and Nestor Cortez have to be one and two for me. I know that Nestor Cortez just had his worst start of the year, so not the best day for me to parrot that, but – I mean, I, I, look, here's the thing about award races. I know we're probably not, you know, getting into betting 101 here. Everyone who listens to your show, because of you guys, are, they're very smart bettors. But, you know, I think when, when you look at it, right, it's a human award. So, uh, Nestor Cortez has been the story of the year. And as long as he can, I, I mean, I guess alongside Justin Verlander, right, that's how I look at it. I, I think that when you look at these top, you know, top four names, Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan, Justin Verlander, Nestor Cortez, you know, even when you go down to Scooble, you go down to, uh, you know, a, a, even a Michael Kopech, maybe like there's, there's a lot, Logan Gilbert, there's a lot of guys who have pitched well. Uh, I, I think that you have to factor in the, you know, the, the, how writers are going to feel. And 
I think writers are going to, uh, they've already fallen in love with Cortez, right, with the way that he's pitched. I think as long as he keeps it up, uh, they're going to be inclined to give it to him, you know, because as long as he finishes with, you know, top three and, and ERA and, and strikeout rate, like, I, I, I wouldn't see it. I would see it uh, no other way. I, I, I find it hard to believe he wouldn't win the award. So um, I, I think he has something going for him that, you know, while Verlander is a great comeback story, he's won the award before, you know, maybe Shane McClanahan could beat out Nestor Cortez. But I, I think personally, um, you know, there's going to be some hive mindedness here with the writers who think Nestor Cortez was, you know, the most dominant pitcher in the American League because as of right now, other than Verlander, I think you can make a good argument that Cortez is maybe the best pitcher in the American League. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kenny, we talked about some value down the board on the National League side with Philadelphia, and I've had a tough time finding that specific team right now that I like in early June on the American League side. Once you get past those top favorites, Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, still a top five favorite according to the World Series odds, but when we move down the board a bit, I, it's tough for me to make a stronger case for a team to go through all those teams in the American League. When we go down the board, you know, 20s, you've got White Sox, Rays, and Red Sox at 40, Twins 40. We, we address the Angels. Do you like anybody in the American League with some value? It, it, you know, it is a difficult uh, league to bet. I agree with you because you look at the AL East, for example. All these teams are are red hot right now. They, I mean, you could you could make a case for any one of them rising up and and you know making some noise. Um, you know, it, it is going to be difficult. I would say that teams that I'm mildly interested in, maybe the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago White Sox. I think that the Rays have, uh, you know, they've continued to hit. They've heated up lately, and you know, we know that they are a pitching factory. And the White Sox, they, they just, it, it's for similar reasons. Uh, frankly, I, I see them sort of similar to the Phillies, right? In the sense that they just make a lot of great contact. They've got some big boppers up and down that lineup. And the pitching has sort of been a little bit of a disappointment, but you know that they have talent there and maybe they, they maybe they do make another trade. And, you know, they did get Dallas Keuchel out of the rotation. That was a big plus for them. Um, you know, and, and I, I think personally, Michael Kopech can emerge and, you know, maintain his success and be one of the best pitchers, young pitchers in the American League. And I think perhaps, you know, if Dylan Cease can figure it out again, like you could, you could see a world where the Chicago White Sox could get, could get back to, to being dominant and get back to the playoffs. So I, I think if you're going to take a long shot, maybe it's them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Yankees and the Astros, that, that they're, they're pretty fairly priced up there at the top. And I would say, 
those two teams are probably best positioned to win. But, um, you know, uh, and the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, I feel like plus a thousand, probably not long enough odds for me to take a chance on them. And that's, and that tough division. If I'm going to go with an ALA's team, I think it's going to be the Rays. And I also kind of like the White Sox. Kenny, if you had to put a NL MVP ticket down right now on, a, on one of the non-favorites, I mean, Betts, Goldschmidt, Machado, they've kind of taken turns here as the best player in the NL for the first two and a half months or so. Uh, and they're the three favorites right now. I'm seeing Betts at three to one, Goldschmidt plus 420, Machado plus 450. But if you had to go down the board, if I, if I throw at you Ronald Acuna, 15 to one, I think he was 25 to one yesterday. And now Juan Soto, who has had a, a slow start, but at 30 to one, and we know how he can heat up. Who would you pick there, Acuna Soto, if you took someone uh, kind of a little bit more down the board in the NL right now. Yeah, it's, you know, look, it's just, it's difficult for me to get interested in Juan Soto. I know he's the best hitter in baseball. You know, I, I was going to say best hitter in baseball. I think he is the best hitter in baseball. But the problem is, you, you know, the RBIs. And I know it's 2022 and we have all these metrics that say sometimes RBIs don't matter. I think I just think that the team he plays on, he's not getting, uh, he's not really producing enough. And, he, you know, it, it is it is definitely kind of a weird season for him where he's not really making the impact that we thought he would. Um, you know, a lot of solo home runs. So, you know, again, not that those are necessarily bad, but, you know, they're not as exciting as some of the other numbers that other players are producing. Um, when you look down the board, I mean, I, I, I'm sort of, I'm kind of into getting a little crazy, uh, you know, Maybe maybe uh, Francisco Lindor at thirty to one or Starling Marte at at, at uh, eighty to one are interesting bets there, just because I think that you know the Mets are continuing to hit the ball. I think they're going to continue to hit the ball, and while Pete Alonso is obviously the you know the the face that you know runs the place over there in New York uh, or over here in New York rather uh, in Queens, I do think that plus eight hundred is a little short. Like I I could definitely see Lindor being the, the best player in that lineup by the season's mm-hmm. end or or Marte, right? I mean, especially considering, you know, the Mets went out and added him if he has a great season, uh maybe showing his worth. So I would say those two Mets and then, you know, uh, I mean, well, why not get why not get a little crazy and may, maybe take uh maybe take Christian Yelich plus plus five thousand. I don't know. Uh he he seems to be figuring out how to hit again, so maybe. Uh, there's a lot of names down here, though. I, I definitely think you're a sucker if you take Mookie Best because I think Trey Turner probably the best Dodger to take as well. Yeah, that's an interesting angle we, we've addressed. Which Mets player is going to get the credit? Are they in the rotation or is it in the lineup? Is it And is it going to be for National League MVP? Kenny, before we cut you loose, need to get your thoughts on the NBA Finals. We're uh, three games in here. Boston as high as minus 240 to uh, win the title, minus 240 with a 2-1 series edge. Tatum, the favorite for finals MVP. Steph, second favorite. Jalen Brown, third favorite. Has your opinion changed at all uh, as we sit here three games in? No, it's definitely not. I think that the Celtics got a little complacent. I think that they, they didn't play a good game on the road, but I still think they're the stronger team. We know the Warriors are going to get hot, but I think when you look at last night, you know, Clay Thompson shooting the lights out and, uh, Curry consistently, I mean, that we saw that same story in game one, right? Like the Warriors are firing their best shots at, at the Celtics, at least in the form of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and, you know, Draymond Green for, for game two as well. And, and the Celtics are doing an, an absolutely outstanding job of winning those games. Um, you know, and, and I, I just don't see them losing in Boston. So going up 3-1 here, I, I know that we could get a reverse, you know, Warriors meme. Maybe they come back from a 3-1 deficit in the series, but I don't. I just don't see it happening. I think that the Celtics are are firmly in control after taking that game one, 
And, you know, the Warriors are just like one bad shooting night away from the Celtics just rolling them in the bed and, and taking this series pretty convincingly. And now you have to deal with perhaps Steph's hurt. You know, who knows what, what's going on with him now. So maybe he's not 100%. Um, either way, I just think the Celtics, you know, exhibited their dominance on defense once again last night. And they have just so many shot makers, uh, so many guys who can score the basketball. Uh, they're the best team in basketball. They're going to win the finals. And I think that 240 is, uh, I don't think it's fair enough price. I'd make them, I'd make them a little steeper. I might actually, might actually triple down. I've already doubled down on the Celtics. Maybe I'll triple down at minus 240. Kenny, about 30 seconds here. If you had an MVP vote through three games, and I think all three of us believe the Celtics are going to finish this thing and win the NBA Finals, who would you vote for? Is it Tatum or is it Brown? I, you know, I think it's Jalen Brown. I think it is. I think that Jason Tatum's kind of fluctuated his level. I know that he had all the assists in game one, and he's, he's done a decent enough job. I think he had 26 last night, right? So he's been fine, but I think Jalen Brown is really the guy who drives that team over the top, driving forward. So I, I would I would say Brown, I think, in a shocking pair of events. Kenny, appreciate you hopping on. Kenny Ducey on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL for the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We'll come back more on the NBA Final. Steve Kerr and the Warriors complaining about the crowd in Boston. I blame Sullivan's outside of the arena. Joe L, Joe G, BeckQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.